Welcome, I'm Matthew from The Travel Podcast, and I'm joined by Ethelin, the Trade and Industry Relations Manager at New Hampshire Travel and Tourism, and Shannon, Marketing and Communications Manager at Ski New Hampshire. And on this episode, we'll be discovering what New Hampshire is like to visit in the winter, and especially visiting the ski resorts. To start us off, Ethelin, where in the world is New Hampshire, and how do the listeners get there? Thanks, Matt. So New Hampshire is located north of Boston. We are in the heart of New England. Um, so to get to New England and New Hampshire in general, uh, it's a really short flight from the UK. You would fly into Boston. Um, usually travelers will spend a few days. Then you'll want to pick up your car and drive north. Uh, the ski areas are located about two hours north of Boston. Uh, advantages coming here from the UK to ski and have your winter holiday. Uh, there's no altitude sickness, um, no need to adjust to, um, you know, acclimate to the area. Uh, there's always snow. The ski areas make snow. Um, it's just it's a really fun fun place to be during the winter. And as you mentioned, you don't have the altitude sickness if you go there compared to if you want to go to the Colorado Rockies, but you have great snow conditions um, over the winter months, which makes New Hampshire great ski destination. And Shannon, how many resorts are in the state? And uh, is it easy to ski a few when someone is visiting or is it mainly people just base themselves at one resort like they would do in Europe or potentially in the um, Rockies? Sure. Well, so New England is is a little different from, from out west in Colorado where the distances are even greater. Um, I know in the UK, you know, driving a half hour is, is a pretty big deal. So for here in New Hampshire, it's much more um, of that sort of European style feel. So you could pick a pick a region in New Hampshire or pick a couple of towns where you'd want to stay or one. And then you could definitely visit a couple ski areas from that one base camp, if you would. So that is something that makes us quintessentially New England and much more unique to the states in the United States of America in general, is that you have absolutely have that variety within proximity and within short distances of each other, you can ski at a few different ski areas. You can even ski one or two a day, which I've definitely done during a powder, you know, powder day, gone to one ski area in the morning and then transferred to another one in the afternoon. Like totally doable. That is, that is amazing. And especially during a powder day, being able to go and ski to or, you know, a couple of different resorts really is brilliant. So I assume it's quite easy to get around um, out there from, like you said, oh, I'm based in the UK. So as soon as we have maybe a centimeter of snow, everything shuts down. Um, whereas you have lots of feet of snow or meters of snow uh, throughout the year. You guys are probably, it's very easy to drive. So if someone's renting a car to get around, is it nice and easy to do? Yeah. Any tips? I would I would consider, you know, the people who live around here and who take care of the ski area, the parking lots and the roads, definitely um, they're snow scientists, if you would. You know, they know how to, to get out there, get out there early and clear the roads so that it's um, safe or low risk for people to drive around. Uh, my advice to anyone who's driving in the winter is, you know, if you can get an all-wheel drive vehicle or four-wheel drive, you know, from a rental place. And then also just go slower than you normally would. So just remember that, you know, um, sometimes with ice or snow, it makes it a little difficult to just sort of stop on a dime. So as long as you do those two things, you should be good to go. And I'll definitely, for, for my my experience of coming from a, driving on a different side of the road or the, correct, the right side of the road, if, if you're coming from the UK, uh, if your steering wheel is by the um, sidewalk or pavement, depending on where you're listening from, then you're on the wrong side of the road. 
then you're actually the passenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to be getting across to the, the, the correct side of the road yeah. in America. But also, um, like Shannon was saying, you know, just go a little bit slower. I've, I've driven in, in, the, in the Alps in the snow. And also, don't just slam on your brakes if you're panicking. Just slowly tap on the brakes to slow down. Because if you slam on and you catch some ice, you know, that's, that's where you know, panic may say. But again, it's nice and easy. Madison said they have uh, snow scientists that are looking after the roads and the car parks. And you mentioned that there's different, that, you know, you can go and visit lots of different resorts in such a small area, which makes it very unique, especially for North America. Uh, what resorts would you sort of recommend for um, potentially families, groups of friends, beginners, experienced skiers, and like a mixed group? Sure. Well, baseline is every skier's prerogative to have something to offer for everyone, all walks of life, all ages. So baseline, if you just find a region or if there's a specific ski area you want to go to, there's going to be something going on for everyone. However, there are some ski areas that do have some specific activities or maybe like a little younger vibe going on. Um, so if I was going to go with my millennial group of friends, you know, and you're probably more interested in, you know, like first chair, last call, you know, maybe dancing all night in your ski boots, I would definitely check out those ski areas like um, Cannon has pretty great Apricine, Loon Mountain. Um, Black Mountain is a, is a smaller one, but it's really, it's really cute in New England. Um, quintessentially New England. We also have Atitash Syria uh, in Brenton Woods. Brenton Woods has this huge historic hotel across the street. So it would definitely be if you're sort of a little bit more fancy and you want to go across the across the way and have some champagne, sip the blub, bubbly at the end of the day, like definitely head over there. Uh, for families, it depends. So if you're more of that family who likes to like just set their kids loose, like I, I was when I was a kiddo, just ran around. Um, there's some really adorable smaller skirias like King Pine Skiria, McIntyre, uh, Cranmore, and um, Pat's Peak. And those are really like safe areas where you could, if you had a mom or a dad who didn't really ski, just wanted to hang out in the lodge, the kids just sort of run around, the other parent skis, then it sort of allows for that sort of safety net. Um, and then there's other skirias that are really known for their ski school. So you can sort of set the kids over there for the day. You guys get to have some like romance time and get your ski on. Then we have, um, you know, like Sunapee, Cranmore, King Pine, Pat's Peak, um, Waterville Valley. Uh, a lot of our series have amazing. Well, every series has a ski school. It's just, um, you know, whether or not, how large they are, for instance. Amazing. And, and those with ski schools be also great for the beginners. And I know you mentioned earlier about chasing the powder. Um, so for, for those experienced skiers, um, have you got some recommendations, especially if it's a great powder day? Um, <laughs> so we have like Cannon is, is a great mountain. But I will say that all of these skiers also have like beginner terrain. We don't have a ski area in New Hampshire that doesn't have, you know, more of that beginner terrain and that advanced. So it will just blanket statement that. But we have uh, Loon, Waterville, Valley, Wildcat, Skiria, and Ragged Mountain. They all are relatively large, and they have a huge variety of terrain. Um, I also think it's an interesting thing to mention, we do have a lot of backcountry skiing. So for those people who are looking to get off-piste and to sort of earn their turns, if you would, hike up the Skiria, we do have a lot of options for that. But I would recommend researching and getting a guide to help you find the the secret spot. So it sounds like, you know, 
it really does have something for everyone. And you, especially if you're in a mixed group, you can base yourself in one one little town, which you mentioned, and then you could go off to different resorts, even if it's a fact you split as a group and then come back in the evening to then enjoy uh, what especially us uh, Brits would do, be at price. Um, so it's great to hear that you do have a good apres ski. So that's where I'd be going, and like the Brenton Woods or Cannon or Loon that you mentioned earlier, and uh, enjoying some some amazing mountain time, and then also apres. It sounds like all these all these areas are very diverse. So there's a lot to do away from just just skiing. Um, so what away from? Oh, sorry. Firstly, Shannon, on the ski on the ski resorts, what other activities can people do? So, for instance, if someone maybe going and they're not actually a skier, um, are there what other activities can they get up to? Well, beyond all day apres, which is a thing, um, you could also do some some sort of different type of things like snow tubing, where it's it's not just sledding. Like you know, most people have heard of or have gone sledding. Snow tubing is we literally have this side of the mountain or a hill where we groom it and it's really fast and sometimes you can loop together a bunch of people and just send it down the hill it is it is so fun it's like you know when you were a child and you went sledding for the first time it's that feeling but you get to do it as an adult and then you get to have a beer after so it's it's amazing we also have zip lining which is literally soaring through the treetops which are frozen and crystally and gorgeous so it feels like you're living in a snow globe and you're just zipping down the mountain attached to this metal wire in a harness which is totally safe um but also like really extreme and out there so it's like the opposite of canopy tours down in like the caribbean these are you know more like arctic status tours um then we have snowshoeing you know so that's like hiking or walking but you put these you know sort of contraptions on your feet so it helps you to float above the snow rather than sort of post hole into it we have cross-country skiing which is like downhill skiing and that you put on skis but you have a free heel so you can actually sort of slide around um and and it's it's just a little different i bet some of your listeners have definitely tried cross-country skiing they know what i'm talking about if not just give it a quick google and you'll you'll see what i'm talking about um cross-country skiing is also a great way for beginners who uh maybe you know you want to try downhill skiing you want to try cross-country skiing snowshoeing one day there's a variety of different things you can do to get outside um we also have <laughs> dog sledding and we have um various various other activities um another thing skiers like to do is uh we like to have fun events so some of those are skiing and some of those are not skiing. It could be anything between like a pond skim, which is literally when in the springtime we have these like often Hawaiian themed crazy parties where we build a huge pond of water at the base and you just sort of and we build a jump and people wear crazy costumes and they like jump off. And um, honestly, I've actually never done a pond skim, but I have watched many and you like literally just laugh all day. It's the most fun ever. <laughs> and um, so we have, you know, various events. So it depends what time of year you're going. You know, you can go to skiing.com, uh, see what's going on at the ski area, see what deals are around. And then also make sure you check out those events calendar. 
sometimes they might have a kids club where every afternoon after skiing, you know, ski area for a week, we'll take your kid off your hands and do arts and crafts or indoor rock climbing, different things just to keep them busy. So you can have a really nice dinner. So there's a lot like a huge variety of non-skiing activities that happen at these resorts. Yeah, and you mentioned the, like the skimming at the end. <laughs> where, where? I thought you would like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done it. It's great fun. How long is the season? I forgot to ask that at the beginning. And also, I believe that the snow is quite relatable to the to, to the Alps. In in you know, it may not be uh, the fresh powder that you, well, you it's fresh powder, but you've got different type of snow. Whether you're skiing potentially in inland um, America or compared to the Alps, is I think you guys are a bit more Alp style snow. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's definitely more out style, which I've actually, I've skied Chamonix and the, you know, the various valleys in there. So I can say that with confidence. Um, <laughs> and in New Hampshire, it, the season goes historically, traditionally, it goes from uh, mid-November around the American holiday known as Thanksgiving, where we eat huge turkeys. And then it goes through the spring. So that would be after St. Patty's Day into those first couple weeks of April. Uh, naturally, Mother Nature has her own idea of what should happen any year. Uh, we do have huge snowmaking capabilities and our ski areas every year, it's a huge part of their capital projects to uh, invest in snowmaking and then also to reinvest in it to make it as uh, efficient and um, as environmentally friendly as possible. So, you know, I would recommend people going around, you know, that, that winter holiday time. So around late December, right through those, those first two weeks of, of April is a good time to shoot, to go to ski in New Hampshire in general. Oh, perfect. And Ethan, for those away from the ski resorts, you know, there's so much to do in New Hampshire, it's a brilliant state. What What's there to do in the winter months away from, from the resort? Yeah, so in New Hampshire, we have a lot more um, than just skiing and riding. Uh, like Shannon mentioned, if you're looking for adventure, uh, maybe you want to go winter ziplining, um, Alpine Adventures in the White Mountains um, is a great place to go ziplining, or you could go ride the mountain coaster. Uh, most of the ski areas have them. Uh, Gunstock Mountain in the lake region is uh, a great one. Um, if you're looking for maybe a breath, a breath of fresh air and want to be outside, um, I would suggest going for a guided snowshoeing tour. Or if you want to just go on your own, maybe with your family or your partner, you could rent a pair and go to one in New Hampshire State Park. Or um, in New Hampshire, the White Mountain National Forest uh, has ranger stations uh, around some of the hiking areas. So you could always go stop in there, um, ask them for maybe a nice snowshoeing trail. Um, there's also snowmobiling. We have thousands of miles or thousands of kilometers of snowmobiling trails um, in New Hampshire. Uh, go see some beautiful views. If you're looking to do something romantic, maybe go ice skating or on a sleigh ride. See if the business could add in champagne or some local chocolates. Um, another unique attraction is Ice Castle. I recently read an article that was titled, Go Channel Your Inner Elsa and Anna from the, from the Frozen movie. I mean, these this life-size life structure, it's crazy. They make the icicles and then they, they attach them all together to build this beautiful, beautiful structure. And then there's also the Mount Washington Snow Coach. 
Um, so you hop in this van, and what they do is they take pretty much uh, picture a van, and they take the tires off, and they add on like snowmobile tracks, and they take you um, up Mount Washington. And the climate on Mount Washington is is so unique and so cool. Um, you feel like you're transported into another world of these like subarctic, like this subarctic world. It's it's really neat. And the last thing I wanted to mention was, uh, like Shannon also mentioned, don't forget about the Efrey ski. Um, see what's going on in the local area. Um, check, you know, if you're staying at a bed and breakfast, maybe they know about something going on. Um, they have local chocolate tours, local in-to-in cookie tours. Um, usually there's, there's always something going on in New Hampshire. Um, and then if you want more information, I would just say head to visit nh.gov for more information on winter fun. Amazing. And uh, I know from being out in the region as well, that it's quite good for shopping out in New Hampshire. So for those that really want to uh, to maybe buy some new winter gear to keep you nice and warm on some of those snowmobiling trips or snowshoeing. Definitely. Ladies, bring an extra suitcase. Yeah, the shopping's great in, um, all over the region in New Hampshire. It's actually tax-free, so you, can, um, you don't have to shop duty-free at the airport. Yeah, you can do that at the um, just anywhere, the mom and pop shops or the the big box stores. Amazing, I, lo- I love it. I love it. It's uh, I do like a bit of a shop, so that's always good. Get some maybe new skis uh, if I when I'm when I come out. For each of you, what do you love about winter in New Hampshire, and what are some of your own favorite things to do? So I will start with you first, Shannon. All right. Well, obviously, default, I have to love skiing and cross-country skiing um, in order to do my job, which I do. And um, I just think there's nothing nothing better than flying down a mountain, whether it's in powder or in that, like, perfect crystal clear day, you know, corduroy, just ripping it up and doing those huge carb turns. It's just so fun. Um the other thing I really like to do is winter hiking. So whether or not I have the snowshoes or not, but just it's the snow creates this like insulation layer everywhere. So when you're when you're walking through the forest with all all of the snow around you, it's just so quiet. It's a it's a quiet that you don't experience um, and you can't experience in the summertime. You know, and there's like a chill in the air and you you also get, you know, you have your little hot cocoa or your hot toddy that you brought with you. And it's just, it's really uh, like next world experience. Um, and then finally, after you ski or you winter hike, you're usually really hungry for snacks. So I definitely recommend meandering around like those quintessentially adorable New England towns that we have all scattered throughout New Hampshire, visiting local coffee shops. And then I really love whenever I travel to check out little boutique clothing stores and see what I can buy that is local um, or some like little gifts or, or whatever for my loved ones at home. And we definitely have those, you know, cute little New England stores or we have those larger box uh, brand clothing stores stores that are all tax-free for people to hit up before they go home. Amazing. I would say I love the outdoors. The one thing about New Hampshire is I love all the outdoor recreation that we have right in our backyard. Um, I love to, you know, I think this happens especially during the winter, start my day off, um, go into like a local breakfast place or maple sugar shack, go get some pancakes, farm fresh eggs, you know, fuel up for the day because I'm going to be outside for, for the rest of the day. 
um, whether it's, you know, downhill skiing, I love to go fast downhill. Uh, and then if I have my dog, you know, I love to go snowshoeing, love to go snowshoeing. And in the woods, you know, it's just, it's so peaceful. Uh, and then usually we have in the fridge um, some brews um, from a local brewery. Love it. Get out with nature with the dog, even in the winter, get some good snowshoeing in. I can imagine uh, your dog loves the, loves the snow as well. Oh, he loves snow. His first, uh, he's like a little kid. I love watching him on the first snowfall. Amazing. And uh, before we end this episode, what are some of your recommendations for those looking to book, you know, a holiday, a winter holiday in New Hampshire? So, um, Shannon, for those looking to book, especially a ski holiday, what would be some of your recommendations? Yeah. So if you're booking a ski holiday, then that means you're probably framing your whole experience around a specific region or a specific ski area. So if that's the the case, then I would definitely recommend people to check out skiinh.com. That's S-K-I-N-H.com. And that is a great sort of starting point if you're not really sure where specifically you want to go in New Hampshire. Um, we have listings of all the ski areas that in New Hampshire and then also um, websites that will direct you directly to where you need to go to find the information you need. Uh, we have things, for instance, like daily deals, specific deals, like if you're um, senior, so, you know, you're just like age awesome. Uh, or if you're looking for something like ski packages, or if you're going out with a gaggle of gals and you want to hit up some of those women specific weekends, or sometimes they have like ski and yoga, various things that are just women specific. Um, and then again, to look at those events, which, you know, is <laughs> there's just some wild events. You should really check them out. Like snow bars or aerial, you know, shows where people are just flipping off of jumps and different things. It's really cool. So definitely check out skinage.com. And then another thing I would suggest, a pro tip here is once you figure out what ski areas you want to visit is go onto their website and join their mailing list. So you can get emailed directly, any reminders, what's going on, or when they put their tickets on sale, their past products, um, various things like that. Because at the end of the day, let's be honest, we all want to save a dollar or a pound. No, definitely, definitely. And and do the resorts get quite full quite quickly? So do you recommend like booking in advance or can people look at potentially booking a bit last minute? I feel like uh, when, you know, when you're traveling with air airlines, you might want to book a little bit more in advance. And it's this like, you know, perfect balance between saving once you arrive and then saving on the airfare or transport, you know, to get there. So I would do a combination you know, again, you know, join those email lists, check out skinage.com, which might help you narrow your time frame, and then just go ahead and, and book um, your holidays in advance. Obviously, if you book them in advance, then you sort of have that time to really do that more detailed planning that you're looking for. Some people prefer that. They feel more comfortable doing that. Uh, some people just like to send it, you know, you're like, I'm going to go to the States next weekend. Here we go. And if that's your jam, then still go to skinage.com and we'll, we'll send you to the right pages and get you skiing that weekend. Um, again, though, if you are planning, there are some uh, uh, like American holidays that you might want to be wary of. We have a holiday in the end of February where, you know, there will be more people out of Syria than generally. So, um, and you'll see those if you look at the events calendars and different things. Um, but and also on skinh.com, we'll let you know like when those periods are. So that would, and then obviously like Christmas holidays and stuff. 
So if you can go midweek, you'll probably have some of the experience totally to yourself. And I echo Shannon, just to plan ahead and book in advance, uh, do your research. And um, also for those that are looking like, what's the sort of some of your pro tips for away from the resort? So if someone looking to go and explore the rest of New Hampshire, as well as uh, skiing. Yeah, on our website, visit nh.gov, we have um, a section for vacation deals. So already up there, we have some ski and stay packages, some foodie packages, romance packages, um, a bunch of the inns, you know, they get creative and it's definitely worth taking a look at um, visiting visit nh.gov um, vacation packages. Thank you very much. And I just want to say a, a big thank you to you both for joining me on this episode where we've discussed New Hampshire and the ski resorts. And it really has opened my eyes of, of how different, again, a ski holiday could actually be by being able to go and stay in one place but actually ski multiple mountains, um, which isn't something you can actually say you can get very often across the whole world anywhere really so it, and also tax-free shopping so it's win-win for me and and great events so it sounds a, a brilliant destination and especially one that uh, the listeners should check out and especially get to um the websites that we've mentioned but if you if you head over to our website and find this episode you'll be able to find the url link for those websites in case you've forgotten but also if you've enjoyed this episode please do give us a five-star review and share with your friends and family and also make sure you subscribe for free so thanks for listening